we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are back inside of the Virginia CTE Resource Center. Back again, Mike. Again, it's uh, it was really cool when we were here last time. We spent before we did the podcast, we were here for two days learning uh, how a new career cluster gets put together, and it was very interesting. Yeah, we got to see them make the bread from scratch. Yes. Um, and uh, it was an interesting process indeed. I never knew how much actually went in all into how a curriculum comes together. But. Well, I think the important thing is that it's a combination of people from industry and from Absolutely. the education and from education working together and and to put this together so that it's I think it makes it very relevant. Yeah, professionals are important and on top on the topic of that, we have professionals again from the energy field here to talk to you about energy careers. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and I think I got them all. I think I got them all that time, right? At the handle Henrico CTE, the website HenricoCTE.com. We'll, we'll listen back and make we'll, sure you got yeah, it all. Yeah, you know, we'll listen back, <laughs> then I'll just dub it in, right? Yes. <laughs> All right, but uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of your major and minor podcast venues. All right, and uh, I mentioned we have guests. Oh, oh, you wanted to give oh. us an update on listeners? Yeah, yeah. on yesterday's recording, which came out today at 11 o'clock, um, I talked about the 14 countries that uh, our podcast is listened in. Getting out there, man. Getting I out there. never mentioned about how we're covering the country. Virginia is only 68% of our listenership. I was really surprised. We have 30 we are in 35 states where people are listening. I'm states. not going to read every one. 14 was enough yesterday. <laughs> but uh, the other 15 states need to get in that, get in uh, line and, and get this done. <laughs> we are going to name the 15 states later on in the show that they're not not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call them out. <laughs> get on board guys. Get on board. No, but that that is wonderful to hear. All right guys, but before we get to our guests, I want to give you guys a little bit of context. Um, so if you don't know and the odds are that you don't uh, there is another career cluster coming to Henrico County Public, well, Virginia. Virginia, yeah, exactly. Not Henrico County Public, Henrico County Public Schools, but Virginia um, as a whole. This cluster is designed to prepare students for careers in the energy field. Uh, this is part two in an ongoing series where we talk to professionals that are doing uh, some of the jobs that your students might be doing in the near future last energy episode we focused on energy sustainability and efficiency this week we are focusing on energy transmission distribution and storage <sighs> i did it <laughs> i did it Mike. one breath <laughs> one breath dude one breath all right so to talk with you about uh about uh that particular area uh, we have samira Eunice khan we have uh jackie merrick and matt kellum they're all sitting here at the table um, and now i'm going to give them the opportunity to introduce themselves starting with jackie over here who is to my right you guys can't see it because you guys are listening from from radio land <laughs> but she is physically to my right so jackie i want you to just start off uh again just so the listeners are familiar with your voice your first and your last and uh give me your you know give me your title and maybe a brief description of what it is that you do on a day-to-day Thanks for having me, Rashawn. Um, like I said, I'm Jackie Merrick. I'm an engineer at Dominion Energy in our power delivery group, uh, supporting our operations department, with it, which is really the people who keep the lights on. Um, 
I graduated with a degree in industrial and systems engineering from Virginia Tech, and I've been at Dominion for seven years now. All right. All right, Ms. Samira Yunus Khan. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Samira Yunus Khan, and uh, my background is I'm a customer projects designer at the Woodbridge office, and a lot of what we do is size new and existing customers that need service, and we determine you know what electrical distribution facilities that they need and how we can go ahead and get it to them. All right, special shout out to Samira, because I got an opportunity to interrupt her workday <laughs> to shoot the <laughs> promo that is showing on the internet right now. So thank you so much again, uh, Samira, for letting me invade your office day on a Friday, which no, I'm I sure wasn't like that huge of an inconvenience, right? Couldn't have been, couldn't have been. All right, Matt, your turn. All right, my name is Matt Kellum, and with Dominion Energy, I'm actually our military and recruitment program coordinator. And pretty much what that means is I do handle things related to military recruitment and military programs, but more importantly, as it pertains to the 17th Energy Career Cluster, and what we're here today to talk about is the recruitment program coordinator side. And I work very closely with uh, the state level uh, department of education, uh, other industry partners and schools to help get energy education into the school systems and schools. And um, my part-time slash full-time job on the side is I'm also the chairperson for the Virginia Energy Workforce Consortium, which really is uh, the VEWC that is brings us all together in these efforts. Oh, that is awesome. You got to get the word out and Matt's, Matt's the guy that, that gets the word out, I guess, right? Or helps <laughs> get the word out, right? Yeah. We're helping in some regard as well, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, guys. So now we're going to move on to the part where we talk about career paths. On this show, what we like to do is talk about career paths. And, you know, bring to light that your career path isn't always a straight line, all right? You might try a whole bunch of different things to end up before you end up where you are. Uh, so that's that's kind of the idea we're going for here. So, again, we're going to start with Jackie again just because we're keeping things in order here. Jackie, just talk about a little bit about, you know, how you got here. How did you get to the career you're in right now? I will be the first to admit that when I started at Dominion Energy, I was really just looking for a job. I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I wanted something technical and challenging, but also that I got to interact with people. I didn't just want to sit in a cubicle all day and crunch numbers. Um, So I got an internship while I was in school, and then once I got to Dominion, I realized there's so many other things out there. Um, I started in our regional operating center, which I mentioned earlier, they're the group that literally keeps lights on. So everything from dispatching the work to figuring out what device went out and how we can restore uh, either by sending a crew out and fixing it or isolating the problem. And that was a really unique experience, being able to click a button and turn lights back on for people. Um, And now I spent some time in some other engineering groups before where I am now, where we're implementing a new software program. So currently I'm a member of a software implementation team to replace an older program with a more modern state-of-the-art program that will allow our operators to safely and reliably keep the lights on for our customers. Awesome, awesome. Safety is paramount, right? Got to make sure the boys get home and girls. <laughs> boys and girls get home at night, okay? <laughs> Safety is definitely paramount. All right, Samir, your turn. Talk to us about how you got to where you are today. Let us be inspired by your story as well. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I we hope, might be, hopefully. I mean, I hope I can inspire <laughs> people, but God knows. Um, you know, it's exactly like you said. You know, it's definitely not linear, and uh, I... I Go ahead and tell as many people that as possible that uh, just because you come out of college or you go into college with one notion, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to end up. And that 
also doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be unhappy just because you didn't end up at the goal that you were at. Right. Um, you know, people change so much and all the information and experiences you get as you go through life uh, help you go ahead and, you know, change what your goals are. Uh, and then, you know, you can reach a happy momentum. So I started out uh, with a background in economics and I originally wanted to join the UN and NGOs. And it was just very difficult um, to tap into that industry, especially during the downturn where the recession happened and there weren't a lot of jobs available. Uh, I ended up uh, doing education management and a lot of uh, contract coordinating uh, and just the business procurement for the education industry. Uh, and uh, I knew somebody ha- that had told me, you know, that uh, I wasn't really moving forward and I was expressing that I wasn't able to go ahead and move forward very quickly, you know, in education management, especially people really need to have like PhDs right. uh, to move ahead or move forward. So they told me about Dominion Energy, uh, and uh, I gave it a shot. And I have to say, I, I you know, I've been very happy. I like the fact, uh, I since I'm in customer, uh, I'm a customer project designer. I like the fact that I like to design. People think of it as very technical, which you know, I'm not going to say that it is not. It is technical, but at the end, you're still designing. It's still a. a form of art right. uh, and it's nice to see like when you drive by with my kids I'm like yeah mommy hooked that up <laughs> <laughs> it's just like now I can I, uh, I pass by my dad was in construction was actually a crane operator when I was very young mm-hmm. and I can still drive by places that I know I was like my dad helped build that you know whether it was a mall or a place at King's Dominion or you know it just it's really cool to be able to say you know my father worked on that absolutely you know I mean that seems to be like a running theme whenever we talk about anybody who's involved in any type of building any type of you know any any type of putting something together that will last a very very long time 10 years 20 years people say i can roll by that and say i had a hand in putting that building together i had a hand in you know making something happen that now people are able to benefit from all right matt your turn i think i'm one of the one of the few that can kind of relate to all of these i I wanted to say back a few things uh rashawn one of the things you mentioned is i guess in essence taking pride in what you do and i think that is something that you find in many uh, people who work in this energy industry and i imagine the ladies here as well i I know i do and so my story is this and i'm going to go kind of backwards a little bit i'm actually the fourth generation of my family to work for Dominion Energy or wow. Dominion, oh, wow. Dominion <laughs> Vepco, whatever you know, whatever is called over that over that time. Um, but my path is very unique, and it's kind of ironic that I'm in the role that I'm in now, helping get energy education into schools and trying to make that path easier for future uh, students and, and others. So I went to high school here in, in the Henrico area. I went to Hermitage High School, so I'm very loyal to Henrico County. <laughs> yeah, um, I went to Henrico, so, you know. But. Uh, we had a little competition <laughs> on the sports field. Uh, and then when I went to, I went to VCU uh, here in Richmond, and I really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. So I changed my major a few times, uh, ended up in mass communications, public relations. But even then, and very ironically, um, I was sitting in a history of public relations class. And it was during that class that I decided I I can't do this anymore. I needed to get out and work and do something and kind of apply what I was learning. So I'm relating this portion to Jackie. Jackie, you know, knew to pursue internships and, and to some degree figure it out from there. I didn't. I was working at the mall full time, dropping out of school at the same time. But long story long is I ended up in staffing, talent pipeline development and recruiting. And then fast forward to now, 22 years later, 
Um, I am doing things that I take great pride in with this industry and trying to help implement education systems and work-based learning opportunities that will make it easier for others to recognize these things earlier. Right. So maybe like at the high school time instead of three years into college. So, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, it's, it's sort of if I had it known then what I know now. <laughs> but we're trying to do Hindsight's that for 2020. Hindsight is always 2020. Funny yeah. how that, that works out. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I was inspired by you guys stories and I want uh, you guys listening to be inspired as well uh, don't get discouraged if you try something you find, if you try something you find out you don't like it that is all a part of the journey you might try something new and you might end up in the place right where you need to be that you never thought of it's not always that you find some, you know that you're doing something that you don't like you may find something that comes along that you like better right you know that's true I never ran into an issue and I have career hops so many times you know I don't even get into it's it true. he's been all it over would take, the place we would, yeah we wouldn't have time but literally like how do you just, end up in IT no it's did. yeah exactly you know when I got out of high school that was the furthest thing from what I was thinking well just you know, just real quick Mike just go through like maybe some job titles real quick so people will get an idea I, of you know, how much you've bounced around when, when I was in high school I went to the Tech Center Cheshville County and graduated with certifications in auto mechanics. And I never would have thought that I would be now working in education right now. Um, and, and and the hops I went along, uh, and the, my last career before I working here was I was an IT manager doing uh, com, you know computer work and networks for 20 some years. Again, never would have thought I'd been doing that, but definitely never thought that I would be working in education, right. the, you know, at this point. So just, just get up, get out there and, and give it a shot, guys. Just get yeah. out there and give it a shot. Try things, get internships, uh, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are afforded, uh, afforded to you. All right, moving on guys. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you like most about the careers that you guys are currently in. Like, what are you, mo- what do you, when you wake up you go to work and you're like, this is this is exciting. Like when you say this is the most exciting part of my career or maybe this is something, you know, I feel like I'm really making a difference doing doing what I'm doing because of this. That's what I'm looking for for this answer right here. So what what, what would you say is the most exciting portion uh, of your career? And maybe, you know, I'm going to throw this in there. What keeps you motivated to stick around? You know, what keeps you motivated to keep what keeps you going? What are you excited about most? And, you know, what keeps you motivated? So I remember when I first started at the company and thinking, man, this place is kind of old school. And like, we were just, you know, old technology, old processes. We did a lot on paper. And it just seemed like the answer was always, this is just how we do it. This is how we've always done it and we're not gonna change. But in the past three, five years, like everything's been so innovative and forward thinking. And, you know, my boss is constantly talking about like where he sees us in three years and five years and how we're con- like, we're changing so fast now that right. I feel like every time I have a conversation with someone, we're thinking about some new idea, and you're just excited to see where it's going. Yeah, basically, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I feel like we're I've been able to work on a lot of things that if you had asked someone ten years ago, they would have said absolutely. Like, we're never going to get to that point. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I like laying the foundation now, knowing that in ten years I can still use the same tools or programs or work with the same people because we're all really passionate about what we do for the most part and. That definitely makes it fun to come to work every day. And, you know, I think just the nature of the field that you guys work in, you know, innovation is kind of like the it's like it's a key word. Well, because it's always going to change. Yeah, because there's so many new technologies out there and even the new technologies have new technologies. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it's something that's always going to grow and change with the demands of society. So that is exciting an exciting aspect to being in any energy job, really. 
So, Samira, you want to sure. jump on in? Uh, I'm going to go completely left field and just talk about more of my field experience because I'm a lot more on the ground. Um, but, you know, it sounds really bad. But if you're doing it on my side, uh, I absolutely love storm duty. Um, and, you know, some people don't like it. What is storm know? duty? Expand upon it. What do you mean by storm duty? Uh, so, uh, you know, anytime, you know, the lights go out, yep. uh, there okay. are, you know, there's so many different departments that have to pull together and it, it's storm mode. You know, everybody goes on a patrol, mm-hmm. everybody, uh, whoever's in the different uh, uh, departments, whether that be distribution or operations or construction and, you know, tree crews, contractors, you know, we all get sent out the emails be ready to go ahead and start storm duty next day with your bags packed three days five days seven days time to get up and go exactly <laughs> um and you know like i said it sounds bad but what i really love is i guess the backstage of it you know um uh, there are two storms that always come to my mind that you know I really love, and it's not because you know I love the fact that people are out of power. Obviously, nobody likes that. <laughs> right, because, right. To yeah, be honest, yeah. clear that up. Because <laughs> yes. I, I was out of power. Like I was out of power myself, and I had two. I have newborn infants at that time. So oh wow. It was difficult, you know, I was out of power, so I was working like 16, 18 hour days, coming home and, uh, you know, I was out of power taking cold showers, sleeping in the cold with my kids. So it wasn't easy. Uh, But what I liked the backstage portion of it is the fact that we all just come together as a family. and, you know, before we started the podcast, you know, I was just introducing myself to Jackie. There's just so many people in Dominion. You know, it's like a small college, uh, to be oh, honest. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll, you'll meet so many people from so many different um, departments and uh, so many different territories and areas. And we just come together and it's like, you know, we've all known each other. Listen, you've, you know, you're going to go ahead and handle this. You're going to handle this. And we just go ahead and hustle and just knock jobs out one by one and, then we come together during lunchtime or during the evening and just evening and just regroup and say, okay, I was able to go ahead and knock out this area. Everything is good there. I was able to go ahead and knock out that area. Everything is good. So, you know, our projection is we're going to go ahead and try to get all the lights back on by tomorrow, next day, by the afternoon. Well, who needs help here and there? You know, it, it's just the way that we come together as a family and just work together for a common goal in such a short period of time um, and just the you know the hustle it's just it's really nice to see that well i'm sure plus you know all the pre-planning y'all do for when these thing events occur mm-hmm. and seeing how they are they working out you know where can we next time we have it what can we change to make it more even more efficient and more quick you know so it's quicker and and be able to get the people's power back on uh that's actually where jackie comes into play because oh. exactly what she was talking about innovation and uh, a lot of our strategic underground that we're putting in is basically undergrounding our lines making sure our um our operation system is a lot more reliable and we can go ahead and like she said you know just flip a switch and people's lights go back on that's the what that's what we're trying to go ahead and get to all over you know, it's nice to hear that Dominion, you guys work together like that, you know, have a team atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I sort of, that even hurt. when you don't work together. It, even though you don't work together. You know. <laughs> yeah, like, right. You guys are all meeting each other, what, for the first time here today face to face. But from what Samir is saying, that no matter where you work in Dominion, you kind of get that friendly atmosphere, that family atmosphere. And someone always seems to have your back. And I think that's important to point out uh, for students who might be interested, especially if you're you know, working in the Virginia area or any area that Dominion is a part of. If you're looking to get an internship there like Jackie, they're start off, you know, that you're going into a company 
where people are going to look out for you and kind of help you out. All right, Matt. I really, I'm actually doing, I think, more listening and learning today and just trying to figure out how best to respond. So if I'm relating it to the students that might be listening, some might be in ROTC, some might be playing sports, some might be in other organizations or band or whatever. They're part of a group, you know, at at some point. Um, And I think what Samira was, the example she was giving, you know, the other factor to that is there's other contractors, there's other energy companies. You mentioned tree services. There's so many people, even just outside of Dominion, that play a part in that, in this case, storm restoration. Oh, okay. What I take great pride in, in my role, is I do have a very unique opportunity to connect to the other energy companies, like the gas companies. And, um, you know, we're actually in the other room today and, and yesterday <laughs> talking about not only electric uh, transmission, distribution, and storage, but also natural gas and, you know, some of the the other factors. So my the thing I take great pride in is connecting all of us from industry, industry associations, uh, educators at different levels, government, community, so that we can work together on this career awareness, um, I guess, topic and, and, and helping the students and parents here un, you know, understand what we do have to offer. But then while I can't take any credit at all for Samir or Jackie coming to Dominion, <laughs> but, I, but I also take great pride in seeing who ends up in the industry as a result of what we all kind of did together. Um, so Jackie or uh, Samir, excuse me, you referenced, you know, pointing to a building or a connection and saying, hey, mommy had a hand in that. I would like to, uh, in two, five, 10, 15, 20 years, say, I was able to help to some degree get all these folks uh, from our communities into our industry. You know, that, that, that is a beautiful mindset to have right there, yeah. right, Mike? Yeah, I think um, one of the, in, in hearing things, feedback from students and reading studies uh, of what students are thinking about when it comes to their future careers. And I think that what y'all are portraying, what we're hearing from y'all, is that these are exciting careers that are available to students and that y'all are experiencing right now, that y'all have been in the thick of it. And, and, that there's, and also, you just think about it for a second, how important these careers are. You know, if these are not getting done, when there's a storm, who's going to, you know, who's coordinating to get your power back on? You know, and, and one, I think one of the things that we hear most from students is, I want to do something important. Whatever right. my career is, I want to do. What's more important than being able to come home or go to work and your power is on to be able to do your job or to be at home, take care of your kids? That is just key. I mean, I, th- I think you see it like uh, physically how you guys play a role, especially in the Virginia area. I know I see it uh, every time I turn the light switch on when I get up, you know, in the morning. Um, so uh, the effect uh, of the work that you guys are doing is is physically manifested right there in front of your face literally every single day. Uh, but moving on down uh, the list, what is energy transmission, distribution, and storage? We kind of got to give that a little bit of context, guys. Like, So what is that, and where does it really fit um, in, in the energy field? Like our last episode, we talked about energy sustainability and efficiency. We talked about that. But what kind of sets uh, energy transmission, distribution, and storage apart from that? And anybody who wants to tackle that. So energy transmission, distribution, and storage is really everything from the power station that's going to generate the power to when you use the electricity in your home. And as, you know, demand changes and communities grow and, you know, data centers are everywhere, we have to figure out new ways to serve our customers using the existing infrastructure and then some new technologies as well. So that could be everything from a new transmission line in a high load area to you make make a stronger grid so that you never have a blackout or 
piloting a battery storage option. So at peak, you can use a battery to offset some of the load. And once you know you hit those 105 degree days in the middle of July, you have some options. Um, it's definitely on paper, maybe even when you talk about it, sometimes it seems a little less glamorous than in some other sides of the industry. Um, but it really is the core, like you said, like every day when you get home and you turn yeah, the lights on, it. like you take it for granted. But there, it is. there are so many different levels that go into it to keep your lights on. Yeah, they, they, when you talk about um, you know meeting demand and as as it, things expand, you know, I had the experience of working for a company that built a new location. You know, we had been acquiring locations. We decided to build a new headquarters, and seeing how all that and being involved in that process, me working on the ITN T side of that, but also seeing and being in the meetings when they're like, well, we've got to bring power out to that. You're in an industrial park that had, you know, that, do we have, can we handle the load for this size building and for what it's doing? And we've got, we know that there's other companies going to be coming in here in the next few years and, and seeing that infrastructure and, and hearing from one company, oh, well, we don't actually have anything there we don't you know hearing you know we need high-speed internet well, one company says well we don't have any lines there and there are no lines there and then you talk to another company so yeah we got our lines are there you know and and, and but y'all having to plan for that when something gets built and sometimes when those things get built you don't know how quickly that particular industrial park is going to grow but you've got to make sure that you're going to over i guess overbuild in some situations because you don't know does that sound is yeah. that accurate or so my one of my last roles was I was actually a grid planner and mm -hmm. what we did was plan for those new new developments and industrial parks and buildings at colleges and where you kind of have an idea of the load and the timing but you're trying to get power quickly so you might have to undersize it in the short term but then have to go back and build it stronger and use bigger wire and bigger lines underground to to serve the load but it's a it's a really complicated formula sometimes and we hope we get it right <laughs> I, the first I, I try but, <laughs> uh, sometimes you you know you have to rush a crew out to a job to get something done quick because gotcha things happened a little quicker than you were expecting hey samaria you want to take a stab at uh, definition yeah, for I mean, this it, category we're covering today uh it's exactly like what jackie was saying you know and uh, you know, we try to go uh, do our best. Uh, 20 years ago or 15, uh, not 20, I guess, uh, I don't, the concept of time has now become so uh, <laughs> difficult. Uh, but uh, what I'm trying to say is the fact that before the internet came into play, you know, how many people would have thought that so much of what we draw from requires yeah, energy, more and true. more homes are requiring more energy. And what we had put in in our infrastructure wasn't meant to have, you know, handle this type of load that we're doing right now so given the fact that we now realize that you know going forward we're going to be using more and more energy you know more and more infrastructure has to be put in to handle the future load that we are assessing uh, and uh, a lot of I know students and just people don't understand when they look outside and they see the lines what are those lines right you know so it, it ties back to you know we have to go ahead and generate the energy and that generation of energy then goes you know to the transmission lines um, and then the transmission lines are the ones that people normally think of when they think of energy the huge large you know structures with the very large cables in the air and then that is then stepped down in a substation and taken to the rest of us through the distribution facilities that's where I work and do the grid planning for the distribution facilities so all of that 
is you know works together because we need to go ahead and make sure that transmission just like jackie said can go ahead and handle all the new development that's happening whether or not our distribution lines uh need to be stepped up or we need multiple circuits um just uh that's who knew all that went into this uh, <laughs> uh, energy transmission distribution and storage sandwich that we basically eat every single day? That's like the sandwich. Speak, right speaking there. of sandwiches, yeah. when I was hearing, I'm not, I'm not technical, but hearing the ladies describe this, I think, well, I have a grocery store. I now do a Kroger click list. I have them bring me my yeah. groceries. So that's almost like the transmission and distribution of my groceries. But, there you go. But, at any, but jokes aside, you know, and as, as the group is, is of industry representative and educators are developing, these courses that go along with transmission distribution and storage one of the big one of the big components is the practical application so hearing the ladies talk about what they do right. seems really interesting to me and I'm not technical but if I could play, if I could play a role in okay well what's the data analysis or what's the the quote unquote gaming of this and how does a young person relate to what they do day in and day out to what you all, you know, Jackie and, and Samira just described, and I think that's when then the industry becomes really interesting to a young person, and and maybe even more interesting to the parent who's encouraging their children to go and pursue this earlier on in, in high school. And you know, they, they, that we're answering here what I call the big why, right? Why is this important? Why are energy careers important? And I feel like when students make that connection, and it's just something that we, uh, I think. Most, I think all of us feel here, if you're in the career technical uh, education department, really anywhere in Virginia or in the United States, you should feel that if we can make connections with students as to why these jobs are important, then they will understand, you know, this this is this is heavy right here. This is what I where I need to be, you know, to you know help the world keep turning. Because I could not imagine a world without the things that you guys do or the people in the other room who are actually writing the curriculum uh, do. Like we we might actually be in the Stone Age without energy transmission, <laughs> right. uh, distribution, and storage. Like well, we would you be know, in trouble. Yeah, we 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 mentioned from time <laughs> to time about the that there are careers out there that make society happen, make it ex- exactly. continue to exist, and we refer back to the a lot of the trades programs which are suffering right now because there's not enough people getting into them and but this i mean this is what keeps us from flipping into the stone age and you know they, they can they can hear it from me and you or any other teachers but right. when we actually bring you guys the professionals into the room suddenly you know the word makes gets it a little real. bit more merit right? yeah and it makes it more real so um what kind of jobs are available in, in this field right so moving on here what kind of jobs uh, if i'm a student maybe coming out of high school what can I look forward to if I want to get involved in energy transmission distribution and storage? So one of the cool things about working in this industry is that pretty much anything you're interested in and any and how you want to spend your work day is available. If you want to, Samira goes out in the field way more than I do. I have the opportunity to, but I always joke that I only like to go outside when it's 70 degrees and sunny. <laughs> um, so, you know, just a few few days out of the year. Wait, I thought you just went on a camping trip, didn't you? <laughs> well, she, she also said she, she didn't want to do it again. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that was there as well. That was part of the icebreaker, guys. Right. Insiders, insiders. All right, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Jackie. Uh, I, yeah, I interrupt are, all the time. Sorry. Go ahead. We have, you know, I'm an engineer, but we have jobs in customer service, and I work with guys in IT, and you can work in the field if you want to be more hands-on and, and see, you know, actually – build things for a living and we got matt in hr and um one of the i probably should have checked with her to share this but one of the coolest things i know a girl worked in it and decided you know it isn't for me but i really like this industry and she went and worked in hr for a while and so just to be able to make those moves and 
try different things and you might not know what you want to do. And what's interesting is that same person who was on my team, she now works on a team that does storm support and yeah. oh pro- wow, okay. I don't know the proper uh, Yeah, no, now title she she like support she's in technically kind of my umbrella but yeah, yeah. supporting our so there's opportunities. Yeah, yeah that's so great when you've I, got a company that allows for those lateral opportunities. That's, that's what I was about to say because we just had uh, we just talked to Daniel Pruitt, um, the branch manager over there at Rico. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, of Rico. Uh, I want I don't want to call it a printing company, but the, the, that's what they're most known for. We literally technology company, technology company. Let's call it that a technology company. And he was talking about all the opportunities and you know how some of his opportunities allowed him to move laterally. So it is nice to see that. Dominion does allow for that type of movement. If you're in the spot, but you see something else you might be interested in, they'll say, you know, they'll figure out how to get you there. Plus, what they're saying is also is that 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 there are those work those career opportunities you wouldn't expect. When somebody says power, right. the power industry, you're thinking that you're going to be working in a nuclear power plant, or you're going to be working as a lineman, or you know, doing something that sounds like, but there's, you've got HR, so much to it. You've got marketing, you've got sales. And I read a federal report that said that two of the, two of the hardest positions for somebody in a company in the power industry to fill is sales and customer support. It's customer support. Yep. Because, and it, and it wasn't because they weren't getting, they were getting unqualified applicants. They weren't getting the applicants to hire. Well, it's like when they talk to the high schoolers and they say, we say, what do you want to do? I want to be an engineer. What kind? Yeah. They don't have an <laughs> yeah, answer. You got to give them more subterranean thought than that. Right. Exactly. So, so they, students and parents really need to think about the massive types of opportunities that are out there with a company, whether it's, a, it's some, a, you know, Virginia Power, a Dominion Power. Sorry, that's showing my age. <laughs> um, Virginia Power. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or, or who? I mean, there's just there's so many opportunities out there. They just got to keep their mind open. And and I do want Samir to, to chime in because she's also got a really unique perspective. But I, I would also say that that's part of the fun in having these kinds of discussions because, and I can say for generations in my family, before now, give or take 10 years or so, the energy industry as a whole really has not done a great job of marketing itself or branding these fun, innovative careers. Right. Um, and, and that is something that we're paying a lot of attention to. But, but to your point, that student that says, I want to be an engineer, well, what kind? The good part about that is they have at least identified that there's an interest in some aspect, in this case of engineering or design. Mm-hmm. But then nowadays where industry and education can come together and you know do classroom visits or site tours or, or podcasts like this, this is our opportunity to show those students, well, this is what you can do. And so, for example, like a Jackie might have seen that two years before if she'd seen it as a junior or senior in high school as mm-hmm. opposed to later in college when she came to intern. Uh, so anyway, so th- there's a lot of opportunities. Some others that I'll mention and then I'll maybe turn it to Samir. Um, you have systems operators that work in our, our large kind of central um operating centers that kind of monitor the grid and, and all all related. Uh, you have system protection uh, technicians that might work in substations and you know across the system doing more hands-on operator type technical work. You have electrical equipment and other maintenance types. So you have everything from skilled trade to engineering type to HR, business analyst, et cetera. Wide all variety. Fo- all focused on transmission and distribution. And then, and then the storage piece <coughs> is one of those technologies that's part of this 
you know, innovation and growth of the industry. So it's almost like there's more to come with that. And that's where the students that we're talking to now can potentially come into and impact our industry. And I would say exposure. You can't apply for a job that you don't know anything about. So exposure is key. And, uh, yeah, the podcast is certainly one of those things we try to use to give kids and not only uh, uh, kids, but also their parents. Some exposures are some things that, you know, people just don't think about. Uh, that often I know when I do doing this show I've learned so much about different careers and different opportunities out there just by doing the show and talking to actual professionals so yeah uh, exposure is key yeah we've got 30 different programs that we offer in our 2A centers but there's so many different careers that branch off of each one of those that, that people just don't think about once you take a class in electricity there's so many different ways you can take that knowledge that you got from taking those two years in electricity. But I'm gonna go ahead and let Samira expand upon. So I participate in a lot of uh, recruitment events for Dominion Energy. And, um, you know, going back to what I said, where, you know, Dominion is like a small college. You know, I truly mean that in the fact that uh, what we were talking about, there are uh, positions in accounting, there are positions in HR, there's positions in sales. We have attorneys, we have uh, people in right of way who are writing contracts and agreements. Uh, We have, you know, I go to these recruitment events and I see so many students just pass by our table and saying, oh, well, we're not an engineer. Oh, well, we're not doing electricity. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're an accountant. Oh, I'm in forestry. Oh, you know, I'm going into marketing. I'm like, well, there are those jobs here. Uh, You know, we, in order for a company of our size to go ahead and, um, operate we need all of those people we need somebody to go ahead and look after our books we need somebody to go ahead and market to all the customers that we need to go ahead and reach we need attorneys to make sure that laws are passed in order to protect the environment and uh, help us serve our customers and we need people in construction to go ahead and actually build those um, facilities we need tree crews I mean uh, people don't even uh, realize but you know one of the largest blackouts that happened in 2000 was due to a tree that fell on one of the transmission lines so like you know we have so many jobs available in so many different industries uh and you know going back to what you said getting your foot in the door you could just go ahead and get your foot in the door and then uh, start interacting with the different departments that are here and then that's when you really learn okay you know what i do really like this just like jackie was saying about her give you an opportunity to branch out exactly colleague that you know went from it then went to hr and now is in you know um storm restoration like it gives you the ability to develop yourself and learn yourself and learn what you really like and what you feel like this is the best role for you all right so now that we talked about the jobs that are available where are the jobs that are most in demand according to you guys uh, in, in this uh, energy uh, particular energy field uh, again we're talking about energy transmission distribution and storage so what would you say are the jobs that are most in demand in those areas in that area so maybe I'll chime in and then the, la- the ladies can kind of pick- piggyback <laughs> off this so uh, I mentioned that I'm the chairperson for the Virginia Energy Workforce Consortium Th- that is a state level consortium of the National Center for Energy Workforce Development, and their website is CEWD.org. Every other year, CEWD does a workforce demand report or analysis with its member companies, and they do factor in um, uh, different, well, all the different state uh, employment commission numbers and departments of labor numbers and, and other things like that, Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Uh, as it pertains to Virginia, um, in the critical categories, which just generally speaking are engineering, operators, technicians, 
and line workers, and then you could throw in welders and cybersecurity and stuff like that. But engineers, operators, technicians, line workers, those are the highest in-demand career categories. Now, to your point uh, or, you know, earlier, uh, there's different uh, uh, disciplines within some of those. So you could do those in different parts of our industry, transmission and distribution. Um, so those generally are the categories. Uh, as the data will indicate, now keep in mind, this does not include all the contracting companies and, and all the others that are out there. But right. over the next, um, I think it's over the next ten, five to 10 years, we're going to need at least, just in the Dominion Energy-like companies, at least 3,000 of those only based on retirements and attrition. Now, that might sound like a small number over a five- to ten-year period, but again, that does not factor in attrition, internships, contractors, and that's only the skill category. So, you know, some of these other positions, designer, for example, may not technically fall into that. Right. So there are thousands of opportunities, and, and then just to take it nationwide, there's well over 200,000 needs in those categories across the country. That's really good news, but how, how, how can students get involved early? I guess that's the next question. I guess that's where we go next from here. Uh, Jackie, maybe you have a little bit more experience here because you went through an internship. So Yeah, I went through an internship, and like I said, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I realized pretty quickly that it was a big company with a lot of opportunity. Um, just last week, I volunteered at an event at VCU with some high schoolers that are interested in, in engineering, and it, the program itself used to be kind of general engineering, but we were like, you know, let's take this and kind of gear it towards what we do, because we're all super excited about what we do and passing that on towards others. Um, so we went through like a power restoration activity and talked about transmission tower design and just planting that seed. And, you know, this was something they were doing on their own time too. So just having those opportunities and taking those initiative to get involved, even if it's just an hour or two every couple months. Samir, you were saying that you had done some a recruiting event or had some. Mm -hmm. some. What type of uh, opportunities were you talking to the students about? Uh, a lot of them, as Jackie was saying, was uh, internships. And I 100% wholeheartedly believe that students should go ahead and do internships. And, um, you know, uh, back when I was going to school, I, I didn't go ahead and participate in too many internships, which uh, looking back now, you know, I wish I did. But it was just difficult, especially with, you know, so many people from different walks of life, especially unpaid internships, uh, you know, are difficult to go ahead and stomach when you still have to go ahead and pay for school. So I was working a full-time job instead of doing the internship route. Um, but that doesn't uh, mean that, you know, you shouldn't do one. You, it, I think it's extremely important that you should do internships because it lets you really be on the ground in the field, working with people and learning what they do, seeing what they do. It, it just brings everything home. Um, and when I was talking to these uh, students, what I love, love, love about Dominion's internships that are they are paid um, and you get to go ahead and uh, shadow other uh, positions. If you uh, go into the internship and you realize, hey, you know, can I go ahead and shadow somebody else because you, you just met them and you realize, hey, I really like what they do. Oh, that's nice. Um, and then um, beyond that, if uh, I, I forgot what the mileage is, but if you're too far from the internship that you had gotten, that they go ahead and give you a living stipend as well. 
so many people uh, I've met have gotten to their positions via an internship. You know, they did an internship. So that just goes to show not only did they get an internship, but they got a job and a career after college uh, with those internships. So I think that Dominion's internships are really great. So what are, what are some of the requirements to get into, get into these internships, um, you know, maybe age? So what the ladies have described is, is a college internship. Uh, so you do have to be uh, enrolled in, in post-secondary college-level courses to pursue these internships. Uh, generally speaking, other criteria is, you know, in most cases, a 2.5 GPA or higher. Some other cases, depending on the position, maybe a 3.0, you know, something like that. Um, and then otherwise, it's really just based on what you're studying and then or the discipline of engineering. You know, so anyway, those are just some basic criteria. But what I was going to contribute to this particular question and part of the discussion is, um, you know, again, this is really kind of to help promote the 17th energy career cluster that's coming. And and Mike, you'd mentioned something before where sometimes students don't always know what they want to do later well, or, or how to get there. And what's interesting is uh, traditionally for all those out there who, who you know, have studied uh, education clusters, traditionally there have been 16 industry clusters across departments of education nationwide and in the states. Um, to do the 17th Energy Career Cluster, Virginia is only the fourth state to add it, and we're the first to do it by law. So I think those are pretty significant. But the reason that we are doing that is so that students can realize that that same engineering pathway that was tucked up under, say, manufacturing and or STEM or agriculture, which are all great industries, I don't want to you know say that, uh, but those are all energy pathways as well. It's just in the past. They, they weren't clearly stated as being energy pathways. And so, right, so it's kind of like highlighting these paths. Yeah, because they were spread out and, all over yeah, the clusters. Correct. And, and, put them together, and right. just to tie it back to how, how do you start earlier. So I do know that there are some companies out there that, as was mentioned, uh, uh, can offer work-based learning experiences to the high school student. That's sometimes a challenge for Dominion, depending on the environment that we're working in or what have you. But job shadowing, uh, projects in the classroom, uh, work-based learning, and a lot of this is also woven into the curriculum that's being developed. Uh, the last thing that I would say is, and just a kind of a selfish plug, um, for the last two years, and we're, we're in the midst of the second one, uh, the energy industry with the Virginia Chamber of Commerce has been doing a Get Into Energy Innovation Challenge. So even innovation challenges uh, are ways to combine the classroom learning with industry mentorship and then kind of work on a capstone or innovation challenge like project. What is your specific industry doing to make it easier uh, to find well-qualified employees? So whoever wants to tackle that, hop right on it like a fumble. (laughs) So I think it's kind of funny. It's kind of on the uh, last note as well. It's just that we would rather someone get their foot in the door and then take some time to figure out what they want to do then lose them to another industry you know the hardest part is right now and that's what's kind of cool about this uh career cluster is that there's no exposure at the the high school level and not even in the college level really so we had an engineer the other day where we were interviewing for a new position and he was like well what are my growth opportunities i'm like oh we've got that covered there are so many different things you can do and um you know, I've worked with people that have had 15 jobs over their lifetime, and I've worked with people that have had two. They're, they're the experts in what they do because they love coming to work every day and doing that one job. Um, but I think we know that once we can get people in the door, too, we can develop them. And there's so many opportunities. We think we'll be happy here. It's just a matter of 
um, finding those students earlier and getting them interested in working in the industry. Matt, are, are most of the positions that y'all are looking for geared towards a college-educated person, you know, even down to the lineman? And you, you, all, you mentioned all the different trades and everything, um, you know, electricians and con- construction workers to, for doing the infrastructure and stuff like that. Is that also? Well, they let me into the company, <laughs> and, and I'm a college dropout. Um, the answer is no. Um, oftentimes what we'll tell folks in front of, um, you know, recruitment uh, information sessions or what have you, engineers and attorneys are really the only positions that require a particular type of degree. Every other position might prefer a certain certification or associates or bachelors, but you can also have experience in lieu of uh, that particular education. So the answer is no. Um, it is encouraged, um, certainly you know, as you're continuing your education pathway and stacking credentials and all of that sort of stuff, uh, but, but no. I absolutely agree. You know, so many jobs within Dominion, you know, it's something that can be learned. And uh, over here at Dominion, you definitely have teachers here. I mean, we actually have job titles here that you're an instructor. You're we have actually uh, we have a training um, center down here in Richmond, well, in Chester uh, County, uh, where we have a training facility and people come in and go to, you know, lineman school. They go to designer school. They go to, you know, we have so many different classes. And I was going to through those classes for two years. I would come down every uh, two, three months, come down, train for one week, and then go back up and do my job. And linemen do go through the same thing. So it's uh, so many places you can go ahead and learn. And uh, what I like to see is people go from being a lineman, you know, and they decide after a couple of years, you know, I've you know, i mastered this and I want to move up. And they then became a designer. After becoming a designer, they went into operations, which Jackie was talking about from operations. Then they became a PM and started managing projects so you don't necessarily have to have a college degree i just think that you have to have uh, uh, an understanding of what you're doing and uh just gaining experience and exposure that seems to be one of the one of the things that we we're hearing a common theme here this is the second episode of this uh these series of podcasts that we're doing on the energy cluster and uh we, we hear the common theme that you know you just just need the experience get out there and get that experience and you know, you'll be able to, there's a lot of room to move up once you get a, a certain base. There's a lot of upward mobility there for you to then climb. Yeah, the um, a, a lot of the businesses that we've gotten to talk to and have met at different events and stuff, I mean, they have programs that, um, you know, you come to them and then they're actually offering for you to have the time to get trained in other areas or to get additional training or in additional school. So it's it's great that, um, you know, that these types of opportunities are, are out there with, with Dominion. Well, and the one thing I wanted to add about what is the industry doing to help find more qualified employees um, – I think we mentioned this earlier, the industry itself had not done a whole lot to market or brand itself, but that is, I guess, the the simplest answer is the industry is now doing this. I think if people start paying a little, people don't watch commercials much anymore, but if people were watching- YouTube videos. Yeah, if people were watching more commercials, you'd see there are a lot of oil and gas commercials out there, but but they're all geared towards innovation and youth and, you know, and and the, the evolution of the industry. And, you know, Dominion, as an example, is doing something similar. You know, we have- have various types of commercials and it depicts our 
ever-evolving uh, grid as it pertains to transmission, distribution, and storage, um, but also the youth and the types of folks that we really want to come into the company. So employment branding is a huge thing, and the industry just had not done a lot of that in the years past. So we really have to put ourselves out there and be a little more deliberate in in attracting the talent that we want. Right. So basically what I'm hearing is you guys are really starting to understand that this is something that you really need to do, and these are the beginnings of Correct. doing that, getting the information out there. Uh, talking to the kids in high school, coming on the podcast, talking about what you guys have to offer, not only uh, from Dominion standpoint, but from like a a uh, a, uh, a uh, um, career track as a whole. So yeah, that's that's really important. Um, Matt, you you Governor Northam um, has had an executive order that he um, put out there. I don't know exactly the wording on that is. Uh, number 43, can you tell us about how that's affected the implementation of this new career cluster? Yes. So there was, there was a number of things happening, happening simultaneously. Um, so the passing of the 17th Energy Career Cluster, I have to imagine, I'm, I'm not in the governor's building or office often, but um, but I have to imagine, um, you know, industry leaders working with the Commonwealth of Virginia and the governor's office, were, a lot of these things were probably, probably happening simultaneously. I can speak from a Dominion Energy perspective in that our leadership is very much uh, encouraging and making sure that all of us employees are mindful of what does the future look like and how are we getting there. And so as it pertains to Executive Order 43, I think what that does is it it, it isn't just industries or Dominion Energy in this case saying, oh, well, we're going to get better at, at this and we're going to be uh, what net carbon, you know, net zero and, you know, right, you know, yeah. but but it, it is the state saying that we will work together to have a clean energy future by such and such a date and it will impact these types of jobs and these organizations or state agencies should work to or will work together to ensure that. So really what I have found is that when you have industry leaders, your top official governor in a state and all the other agencies and then the rest of us working together, then, you know, then then we will accomplish, uh, you know, these goals, clean energy, um, better workforce and economic development, um, better portrayal of what are these future careers and, and, you know, how can people get into them? All right. All right, guys, got to bring the show to a close now. At this point, we've been running for a minute here. I'm scared to look at the time, but the conversation oh. was flowing. <laughs> Just like yesterday. The conversation was flowing. We always do long this, Mike. We always do this. Another long one, but hopefully you guys stuck around to the end. I want to thank the guests so much for coming out and spend some, spending some of uh, their day uh, with us. I know some people had to, had to travel uh, down 95 from northern areas of Virginia, from all over Virginia. But I want to thank you guys for coming out. I also want to send a huge shout out to Virginia CTE uh, Resource Center for allowing us to steal their conference room. A uh, second time. A second time. <laughs> We're going to be stealing it again. we got a couple more episodes surrounding the new career cluster and energy uh, coming up. I also want to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Instagram at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, and uh, many more uh, venues out there. And don't forget, so get out there, find us on social media, listen to the podcasts, tell your friends. It's exciting stuff. All right. All right. Stay up to date with us. All right, guys. I'm Rashawn Garnett. Thank you guys so much for joining us. For Samaria Eunice Khan, for Jackie uh, Merrick, and for Matt Kellum and Mike Roberts, this has been Henrico CTE Now. Thanks for joining us. So long, everyone. Yeah.